morning, glory, and hallelujah, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Bienvenido a la Thursday. It is the 25th day of June 2020. My name, that would be Nick. There's Big J over there. Yep. Big J, how's your week thus far? Oh, man. Yesterday was a rough day. What happened? Well, I mean, I had plans. You know, when I left here at work, I had an assignment to do. Yeah, you had a whole bunch of stuff you needed to do. <laughs> yeah, I get home, and immediately all of those things... Uh, got changed as uh, you know we had the accident with the car. Correct. And so we finally uh, it was finally been repaired. So I had a whole bunch of errands to all of a sudden run to uh, to go get the the money to pay for the vehicles repair. Well, you're rich. Return the rental vehicle uh, and then pick up the car. So it was that took all afternoon. And then by the time I got back home uh, and started to focus down on it, uh, what I needed to do it was just. Uh, I just got distracted with wanting to do something in particular and realizing what I wanted to do in particular was outside of my abilities. And then that just, oh man, it was ugly. How does the car look though? Like nothing ever happened. Like tip top? Just perfect. Dude is awesome at what he does. Good. And and I'm going to say this, and this is one of those things where, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not being paid to say this, but, uh, you know, we, we logged on with Geico about, uh, year and a half ago two years ago maybe and i can't imagine i can't believe how fast they responded to our accident and and how easy they made everything i couldn't believe it and it drives okay it doesn't have like a weird shimmy or shake no no shimmies or shakes awesome yeah that sounds like a victory why why are you so upset it seems like a pretty good no it's just i because i you know i you know how i am i I have things uh, the way i want them to go and then they don't go that way and then i get very upset i'm like i'm like a big child throw up my hands and start crying yeah no i won't i won't dispute that so uh so then everything that was uh that was supposed to be done yesterday erased and scheduled for today yeah Yeah, maybe (laughs) what are you planning for something to go haywire today that's like plans here's hoping it does not best not to make plans uh i will well like it or not we're making plans for you to do a nerd alert coming up a little bit later on this hour uh hopefully you're ready for that and then we also have a chance for you to win some care packages courtesy of the x rocks over the course of the program today that shall be pretty cool and other additional fun and excitement will be had over the course of the program too including playing some music we should do that we'll start the show with little white stripes seven nation army it's the morning after with nick and big j on the x rocks Important stuff. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by DMB Supply. Right now at DMB Supply, get hundred American dollars off the quiet and lightweight Honda EU220 ITA generator. Whether you need power for a campout or just an extra source of power for your home, come grab a Honda at DMB Supply. Do it. Do it. State of Idaho yesterday and local health districts reported 215 new COVID-19 cases on Wednesday with an additional 20 probable causes. Why is that a big deal? Well, yesterday was the largest single day total for new cases since the outbreak began back in March. Uh, This is why we have rolled back to stage three here in Ada County. Also brings a statewide total since the outbreak began to 4,645 confirmed and probable cases. Two-thirds of Wednesday's confirmed cases were right here in the Treasure Valley. Ada County had 89. Canyon County had 54. Central District Health also reported one new death in Ada County. That brings a statewide total to 90. Uh, It was the first coronavirus-related death in Idaho since the 15th of this month. 
According to the state, 3,610 people have recovered from the virus, but that leaves over uh, about 1,000 people hospitalized because of it. So there's that that people are dealing with. And everybody is uh, still reeling from it. And so that's why this thing is a fluid situation. Uh, Along with Florida, California, and Texas yesterday also uh, put out uh, statewide high numbers or all-time high numbers. So it's... Hello, everybody. Not going away anytime soon. Wear your masks. Do the right thing. PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan said yesterday that there will be extra coronavirus testing and stricter monitoring of protocols to prevent the spread of the virus going forward after three positive tests this week ahead of the Travelers Championship, which begins in Connecticut today. Cameron Champ and then caddies Ricky Elliott and Ken Conboy have tested positive since arriving at the golf course for the Travelers. Brooks Kopka has withdrawn from the tournament despite a negative test because Elliott caddies for him. Graham McDowell also uh, withdrew despite testing negative because Conboy is the guy that credited that, uh, that caddies for him. Brooks' brother Chase withdrew as did Webb Simpson, who won last week despite testing negative. Uh, so there's a bunch of people that are pulling out of the tournaments because the numbers are just too high, you know? And you don't want to be around, a, you know, people that have it, obviously. And now there's three people that have been on the course that do. And people are just like, hey, it's not worth it, man. They're not the only ones. Uh, Indiana Pacers, Jabari Parker, Malcolm Brogdon, and Alex Lynn of the Sacramento Kings have all said they have tested positive coronavirus. Colorado Rockies outfielder Charlie Blackman has tested positive as well, according to the AP. The first Major League Baseball player known to have done so, although there have been plenty of baseball facilities and employees that have tested positive. This is the first player that's actually said anything about it. So uh, here come the sports positive tests. And you know what that means, Big J. You know what? Slow it down. They're going to slow it down. It's just the way it's going to go. Slow it down. We have a winner in Metallica's Some Kind of Bracket. Saw the fans vote for the band's greatest song ever. That voting is now completely and totally over. The winner is... Master of Puppets from 1986. Master. Master. From the album of the same name, the voting featured 32 pairs of songs clashing against each other and advancing in a total of five rounds. Master triumphed over one in the finals. The 64 songs in the original were selected based on the highest Spotify plays, multiplying them by how many times the track they've been played live. While Metallica was hesitant for a long time to allow single songs from its catalog to be downloaded, uh, Hetfield, Papa Het Big J, told us a while back that the band had to eventually accept the digital revolution that was happening. I think the song for song versus album is uh, kind of a... Ah, a long lost battle, I think. (laughs) You know, people in the fast food world we live in want what they want and want it now. And when they're done with it, they're done with it. Pop ahead. On its way to the final round, Master of Puppets defeated Dyer's Eve, Atlas Rise, Ride the Lightning, Sad But True, Fade to Black, and then won. Not an easy uh, group of songs to, to have to go through. The band wrote about the classic song, No Wonder That Thing is in the Library of Congress. Thanks for playing along with us. And I probably shouldn't surprise anybody those are the last two songs remaining, right? Probably the the two songs that people associate Metallica with the most. Two of the best guitar riffs ever. Very true. Very true. And uh, and I would think that whether or not you're a rock fan or a metal fan or what, or even a Metallica fan, you're probably familiar with those two tracks as well. So certainly the most you're an old um, school fan. Pop culture. Original, I guess, uh, or uh, noticeable songs from Metallica, so it shouldn't surprise anybody. 
Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your first round of important stuff. Nerd Alert on 100.3 The X rocks. Yeah, asking Alexandria, the singer there, Danny Warnstop, I would say uh, I consider a friend here of this program, Nick. Yeah, I many, would too. many times we've got a chance to spend some time with him. He's joined the video game of Bird and Cage, which is currently under development. The frontman will be performing the vocal parts for the character named Ari, who is a romantic relationship. Ooh, oh, I'm sorry, who is in a romantic relationship with the game's protagonist, uh, Gitta, voiced by Cobra Page from Cobra and the Lotus. Nick. Hey, I like Cobra and the Lotus. Yeah, the game is described as the first rock metal album completely produced as story-driven narrative video game, and is aspiring to establish a new game genre of interactive musicals. Uh, the project also features musicians like ex-Guns N' Roses guitarist Ron Bumblefoot uh, Fall and former Evanescence drummer Rocky Gray, plus members of Epica and Within Temptation, plus a few others. Warren Snop, whose vocal parts have already been recorded, said about his involvement, quote, We had a lot of fun making this. It's entirely new approach and entirely new concept and a way to absorb the video game platform that I believe you guys are going to enjoy, unquote. Uh, while there is no official release for date uh, of Bird and Cage yet, uh, the publisher thinks that early 21 is something they can do on all platforms. So, it's an album and a game? Yeah. Well, it, it, you, you can't possibly understand it because it's a new genre. All right. So be it. We have no idea what that's going to look like. But I'm, uh, I'm down to try it out anyways and see how it goes. Uh, a number of Twitch streamers have ceased their broadcast for 24 hours in protest of inaction on the part of the company following multiple allegations of sexual assault against community members. People in the video game industry began posting allegations of gender-based discrimination, harassment, and sexual assault uh, since Friday. According to the New York Times, more than 70 people have come forward with their own stories, accusing plenty of Twitch partners and top streamers like uh, Tom Pro Syndicate Castle and Henry Henry G uh, Greer, the hashtag um, Twitch Blackout began on June 22nd after Twitch released a short statement addressing the allegations. "Quote: We take accusations of sexual harassment and misconduct extremely seriously." Unquote. Twitch wrote in a statement posted uh, to Twitter, "But uh, we are actively looking into the accounts concerning streamers affiliated with Twitch, and will work with law enforcement where ap- applicable. We're thankful for the bravery shown by those who've come forward to speak." about their experience and we are committed to working uh, to make the streaming community safe for everyone. Now, uh, for the community this statement was not enough. Uh, Tanya DePass, a Twitch partner and director of I Need Diverse Games, told Polygon she's looking for more specific action. Quote, for once speak up and say that name streamers, those uh, those who are being alleged are being removed from partner program that they have no place on Twitch. Uh, she told Polygon via email that there is uh, this is their usual MO for not saying anything in response to ongoing cases and it isn't enough so uh, a lot of bad stuff happening there and it's been a problem for a while that, that really hasn't been addressed they just want uh, to kick everybody off as they're being investigated is that the deal I, I yeah I think so that's fair yeah um, and it's I mean there's a lot of you have to you have to realize how many streamers there are out there not all of them are partners uh, it takes a little bit to get partners I think uh, Adam just became a partner mm-hmm. um, or an affiliate anyways here recently so uh, there's a lot of them out there so it's not an easy thing to do but no but I mean there's also a lot of scumbags out there oh, yeah and so 
Uh, the, the more we can remove the scumbags, the better off we all are. Exactly. And one last bit here. A big gaming reveal event is happening today at 10 a.m. local time called Night City Wire for one of the most anticipated games of the year, Nick. Cyberpunk 2077, which features Keanu Reeves. Yay! Uh, they will be hosting that stream today, which from all accounts might be a serial event leading up to the release of the game in November, provided they don't push the release back further than they have, which has been happened a couple times already. Well, I'm excited for it. Uh, and really, all we know is that Keanu Reeves is in it, right? <laughs> well, there's been some gameplay and some some things, but uh, it's uh, going to go into more detail here. Um, there are several places you can see that stream. IGN.com is one of them. That's where I got the story. So uh, definitely, if you're bored or you're looking to kill some time, do that there tomorrow, this morning after the morning after show. There's your nerd alert, courtesy of Big J. You're up on all the tech and gaming knowledge. <laughs> Morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by DMB Supply right now. At DMB Supply, get $100 off the quiet and lightweight Honda EU220 ITA generator. Whether you need power for a campout or just an extra source of power for your home, come grab a Honda at DMB Supply. Well, ladies and gentlemen of the Treasure Valley, you might notice fewer beer options this summer. Ship Complaint reports that breweries it works with have registered about 43.4% fewer new beers in April and May compared to the same time last year. Larry Comier, a vice president of the corporation, says the closure of tasting rooms beginning in mid-March due to the pandemic left many industry producers struggling to make ends meet, and breweries in particular appear to have rallied around kind of their core products rather than investing in seasonal or limited releases. That's a great way to help cut costs. The beer industry, especially craft beer, has taken a bit of a hit during the pandemic. Since the pandemic, sales have dropped about 65% for the usually more expensive beer offerings. And so there's that. There's a money concern, of course. But there's also, you know, the availability. Yes, with the with the tasting rooms and bars and things shut down, the ability for you to make new and different beers have gone away. And the ability to get those beers to your customers have gone away. So therefore, why would you make, you know, your seasonals or different flavors or try something new at this particular time when it's going to be harder to get that product out to the marketplace, you know? Yeah. Bummer. So it does make sense. Um, it does suck because, you know, I summer, in my opinion, has the best seasonals out there. Yeah, you love the shanty. I do. Shandy. There's no tea in it. But yeah. either way, shanties are houses. Yep. Or boats, one of the two. That was it. And I so, was comparing it to. And so it is difficult to find some of the seasonals that you maybe like. But keep your heads up. We'll get out of this. We'll pull up out of the tailspin and things will be back in the world of beer somewhat soon. I am fairly sure of that. I am sorry, Big J. Your dreams of running the New York City Marathon this year will have to wait. Oh, man. It was canceled yesterday because of the pandemic. It was supposed to be the 50th anniversary of the world's largest marathon. Now that's not happening at all. They decided it would be too risky to hold the race with virus concerns for runners, volunteers, and spectators supposed to take place on november 1st so now we're canceling things in november everybody i'm telling you we're in this for the long haul just so you know just be prepared jennifer anderson's opening up about her time and being really the only one of the people that starred in friends that went on to additional success outside of the show that was really long-term and sustaining especially in the movie world they all tried big j and courtney cox has had some pretty good supporting roles in movies specifically and mm-hmm. lisa kudrow's had some very successful television shows matt leblanc as well uh, matthew perry has seemed to have trouble other than the, the um what's the uh, one he was in with bruce willis uh, whole nine, nine yards, and a, whole nine yards. Four or nine yeah. and a half weeks as you want to call it 
And so uh, it was it was Jennifer Aniston, however, that really had the sustainable career in stuff. And she said she was really worried about it. She said that uh, when, it, when it first kind of started, everybody wanted to cast her in Rachel-esque roles. She said she was getting typecast in a lot of stuff, and she hated it. And for a very long time, she hated the show because of it. She was like, she wished she never did this effing show. Jeez. She fought with herself about who she was in the industry forever because it was just consistently about trying to prove that I was more than Rachel Green. And she feels like she did that finally with a movie called The Good Girl. You ever see it? I don't recall. Yeah, no. Uh, it, it's been a long time. It came out in 2002. But if I remember right, Jake Gyllenhaal's in it. And I think it's a story about like a, like a woman in her 30s that's kind of working at like a grocery store. And she has an affair with Jake Gyllenhaal, who's a much younger man, and tries to get her life back on track and realizes that, you know, maybe sleeping with a super young co-worker is not the best way to go to get her life into check. And that's very un-Rachel-esque, you know? Yeah. And so she said that that helped break her out of the mold. And so she thanks that movie back in 2002 for helping her get a sustainable Hollywood career, Big J. And now she's still uh, rocking and rolling and doing what she does. But for a long time, she says she's finally starting to let go of that animosity towards the show, which is why there's the possibility of the reunion. Let it go. Let it go. Another movie you haven't watched. Oh, what? I have. You watched Frozen? Yeah. Why? I, you can't escape it. I'm pretty sure I had to watch it for a streaming dumbass. I did. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff for the 7 o'clock hour. Going to hell here in a couple. <laughs> With Nick and Big J on 100.3, the X rocks. China is where we're going yet again for our We're Going to Hell story for today. This one a little bit different. It does not involve anything inside anybody, which is good. We'll take that as a small Yeah, that's a win. But uh, we've talked about this uh, on the air before. Um, I have a... Very real, very omnipresent, very... I guess it's explainable, but I, I hate karaoke, okay? I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. What happened to you? Here's what happened to me. Uh, you got humiliated, huh? No, it's been a really long time since I, I've like done like the partying, going out all the time, and having you know like two or three nights out kind of a thing during the week just because of my schedule and my responsibilities. But back in the 90s, that was a thing. We would go out with my friends three, four, five times a week. And it was no matter where we went or where we decided to go, it was always karaoke going on. It was just a big thing in Phoenix at the time, I guess. But I always, you know, it was always the same stuff. It didn't matter where we go. It was always somebody, you know, the the two drunk people had to get up and, and squeal out summer nights from the Grease soundtrack or the old drunk in the bar had to do his version of My Way. And it was just like, it was constant and it was... It was the same thing, and none of it was really very good. And so I just grew to despise karaoke. Uh, and and now, as somehow, it, there's still places to do it. I don't know how, but I guarantee you there's one way. There's a lot of people that love karaoke. I know. Man. That's fine. There's one way for me never to go whatever to wherever you're having it. And you say, hey, we're going to go karaoke. I'm not going. I don't care what's happening. It's just not for me. And now I've got even a better reason to hate karaoke. Oh, no. It can kill you. What? Or it can almost kill you. Listen, I, I want to stay, while we're making declarations here, I'm not a big karaoke fan myself. Yeah. But you'll, you'll still do it from time to time, I mean, or you'll partake? It's rare. I mean, I gotta be wasted. <laughs> I mean, some of the drunkest times I've been have involved me doing karaoke. Agreed. I, I, and maybe that's part of it, too, because usually the following day, it's not great. 
But uh, this is not a story about JRI. It's a story about a 55-year-old woman in northeastern China that was at a family reunion, Big J. And at that family reunion, they had karaoke. And so this woman got up and started singing karaoke. And while she was trying to hit a high note during this karaoke, all of a sudden, she says she started to suffer a blinding headache. Then she's throwing up everywhere. In the middle of the karaoke song, right? Yeah. So she had to be rushed to the hospital. Turned out, Big J, as she was trying to hit that high note during a karaoke session, uh, one of her brain arteries had ruptured. No! And there was a bulge in it. Oh, God. Basically, the karaoke triggered a minor brain aneurysm that has about a 30% death rate if it's not treated in time, according to medics. Good news. They got to her in time. But she had to undergo a two-hour emergency operation. The middle-aged woman fell critically ill during a family reunion on June the 15th in China's uh, province. She sang two songs in the row. She she attempted to sing a Chinese folk song known for its extremely high-pitched chords. And as she was trying to hit a high note, next thing you know, she doubled over, started screaming that her head hurt, and then was vomiting everywhere. And the doctors did say that probably the stress come on from trying to hit the high note is what caused this aneurysm to take place. So, direct link between karaoke and brain aneurysms as far as I'm concerned. And that's just another reason for me to hate karaoke. It can kill you. Especially if you try to go too high. So now you know. Damn blood vessel in your brain bursts. Trying to hit high notes. Singing some karaoke songs. So you can't say we haven't warned you. The end. And that's all I need to know, quite frankly. I mean, that's why the brown notes are dangerous. That's right. It ain't coming out one end, it's coming out the other. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Probably kill you, too. (laughs) There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X-Rock. It's Nirvana. It's all apologies. It's on the morning after when Nick and Big J here on 100.3 The X Rocks. We'll see if we can't put together a little scientific study of our own in the studio here, Big okay. J, to maybe, just maybe, dispute some of the findings of a current study. Uh, let me, I need you to answer honestly and to the best of your ability, okay? Okay. How often do you speed? And when I say speed, I mean anywhere from uh, 5 to 10 miles over the speed limit. Uh, it's It's rare. Rare these Are, days. You're usually under, at it, what do you think? At the speed limit. Okay. Now, uh, factor in your uh, dear wife's driving. Is she more likely to speed than you, or are you more likely to speed than her when going when driving down the road? Not at a ridiculously crazy pace. I'm not talking about going 15, 20 miles an hour and passing. I'm just talking about not paying attention to the speed limit. Um, probably We're probably about the same. I don't really think that you know i can recall her getting out of hand and speeding a lot so but again i i I don't want you to think of speeding as like driving at an erratic pace or something that five to ten miles over yeah Yeah, i I, most of the time when we're together i'm driving so you know but i'm just trying to think of when when she's driving because we keep track of each other uh with an app and so you can tell somebody's speeding um so she doesn't really get get over the speed limit that often as either what about the kids yeah, they will from time to time, and I'll make sure and let them know it too. Because guess who pays the insurance? This guy right here. I go. You want the? Uh, you want to speed? You you go get your pay your own insurance, pal. 
So according to the study that just came out, Big J's household is pretty counter to the average uh, study that they got. Uh, they have a company called Telematics that puts uh, the equivalent of black boxes in a bunch of cars. Yeah. And they did this to do some research, and they found that men, on average, were about 94% more likely to speed than women on the road. 94%? Yes. yes. I tell you, that's all going to change later this summer. But Why do you say that? Oh, I'll be. I'll have a sports car. Oh, that's right. <laughs> you'll, you'll I be, mean, I, I'll speed just by pure accident. You'll be much more likely to open that thing up. And so uh, they were trying to figure out and, and get some data on not only driving habits of men and women and children, but also uh, of trying to figure out maybe who's the most dangerous on the road. And they found that not just because of speeding, but men are way more dangerous on the road and way more erratic on the road than women are, about 32% more than women they drive dangerously erratically or just poorly at the end of the day uh and then uh but no matter you know once you factor in your age that's when it starts to get really specific in fact the most dangerous people on the road big j 17 year old male drivers Oh, yeah. Uh, they speed about 130% more than females the same age. They speed about 45% more than males, period. And they drive erratically and poorly about 55% of the time, or 55% more than uh, any other age group. So if you're a seven, that's when apparently you could give a bleep about anything, I guess, is what it boils down to. When you've hit 17 and you're a dude, uh, you know everything, you know how to do everything, you're not listening to anybody, and you're just kind of doing whatever you want to do. And usually it ends poorly. So uh, those are the driving statistics. Congratulations on being anti the poll, Big J. That's good. Uh, but you do recognize that probably will change once you get the, the sports car in the garage. I doubt it. I wouldn't be able to afford a speeding ticket. <laughs> or the insurance yeah. uptake. That yeah, I know. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up, important stuff. Let's not forget your pop culture smackdown, too. The news today. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by DB Supply. Right now in DB Supply, get $100 off the quiet and lightweight Honda EU2200 ITA generator. Whether you need power for a camp out, just an extra source of power for your home, come grab yourself a Honda at DB Supply. Like it or not, the pandemic has weaseled its way into pretty much everything and changed it, including our sleep patterns. Now, uh, you may be lucky. Whereas, you know, you continue to have your job. You don't have to worry about that. There's not that extra stress put on you. But whether or not you're worried about the other stuff, I'm sure there's some sort of anxiety creeping in in some way. And so it's affect your sleeping pattern somehow. I'd be shocked to find out if somebody's sleeping the exact same way they have been three months ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. Either some people are getting less sleep or some people are getting way more sleep compared to before the pandemic because of a job situation that's changed or whatever. And according to the University of Michigan, the pandemic means more people are finding their way back to the primordial sleep state. What does that mean, Big J? I have no idea. Basically, when we fall naturally into an approximate midnight to 8 a.m. sleep cycle, with 4 a.m. the peak and midpoint of the rest. Data shows that people have been sleeping slightly longer at more consistent times during the week during the pandemic, but that's not necessarily good news. People with jobs that allow them to work from home may be less physically active than they normally would be, which can disrupt the body's two systems that interlock the determination of sleep. And basically, if you move around less, you don't need as much sleep. And if you get le- get less exposure to natural light, you might wet- mess with some sort of rhythm inside your body. So basically, this pandemic is messing with us somehow, some way in our sleep cycle, whether we like it or not. 
whether you're working from home and you still have your job or you don't have your job anymore or you're just anxious about what's going on out there or you're trying to keep it all together, there's something that's messing with your body just a little bit. And it could have some, you know, interesting effects like, you know, increased anxiety, you know, or the ability to sleep longer, which isn't necessarily good. Loneliness, depression, all these things can be a part of it. So make sure Loneliness. you're taking care of yourself a little bit during the course of this. Yeah, easier. we were just both talking about how we need naps. <laughs> That's right. I'm tired. Maybe taking a nap is a good idea, even though you're very anti-nap, Big J. You never know. It could help you out in the long run. Hey, the PGA Tour is starting to deal with the coronavirus as well as three different people tested positive heading into the Travelers Championship this weekend, one player and two caddies. And so that has led to a string of people, both very good golfers and golfers you never heard of alike, withdrawing from the tournament because they don't want to be around it or they're just trying to be safe or whatever the case may be. But even the uh, the golfer Webb Simpson that won last week at the Heritage uh, decided, you know what, I'm, I'm out. I'm not going to take my chances. Uh, Brooks Kapka, Graham McDowell, some pretty well-known names as well, backing out of the tournament this weekend. So the PGA Tour has said there will be extra testing and stricter monitoring of protocols during this weekend's tournament, but it will go forward as planned. So we'll see what ends up happening after this whole thing is said and done. Yesterday on this very show, Big J, we got to debut the brand new Seether song called Dangerous. Your thoughts about it? I like it very much. And they have set August 28th as the release date for their eighth studio album, Parabellum. The title of the 13-track follow-up to Poison the Parish, which came out in 2017. Uh, by the way, it translates into, if you want peace, prepare for war, Big J. The band has also shared the first single, Dangerous, which you heard here on the X. And uh, they released an animated video for it yesterday as well. Sean Morgan said, quote, These songs are carefully crafted to nestle in your ears like a tiny velvet rabbit clutching a slitch blade. That doesn't sound very nice. It's very expressive. He said, The whole album is me kind of going through a process. I'm exposing myself to a degree I'm not normally comfortable with, but I think it's okay, and I'm proud to be a little bit more vulnerable in this album. Morgan did tell us a while back that uh, he wanted to be in a band because he yearned to leave something behind for other people. When I was a kid, my dad used to take me around to like cemeteries and graveyards and things. And, you know, I was like, you look around and you see all these names and you don't know what they've done in their lives. The main thing for me was like, I didn't want to become just another one of those stones that had stories to tell that no one would know about. What a morbid story, Big J. Your dad ever take you to graveyard just wander around with you? No, man, no. South African graveyards of that? Oof, that's heavy. Parabellum also marks the debut of touring guitarist Corey Lowry on the actual album. Morgan's friend of 16 years and a full is now a full-fledged member of Seether. And uh, it's nice to welcome him into the lineup officially, along with Dale and John, who have been in the band forever with Sean. So Seether's now officially a four-piece. So that's pretty cool as well to see Corey along for the ride for this whole thing which adds another layer of sound into the album, which you may enjoy when you pick up the new one, which comes out on August 28th. And keep listening to hear Seether's new song on the X as we will play it for you. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yeah, we'll get you a morning after care package here. It's got an X-Rocks 25th anniversary sticker in it and an X-Rocks face covering for you to go out and about in public with uh, if you want to support the station and and show how proud you are of us. That would be nice. Uh, We'll get you that if you can beat Nick in Pop Culture Smackdown. All right, let me give you a phone number. It is 208-287-1003. That's how you can get a hold of us, and that's how you can play Pop Culture Smackdown this morning. 
Let's get a contestant on the phone to play first. Good morning, the X. Sound good this morning. Oh, that's fine. I won't talk to you anyway. Hello, the X. Oh, man. Are we having problems with phones? Hello, the X. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. We might, we might be. I don't like this at all. Hello. Hello, the X. Hello. What's up, man? What's your name? My name's George. All right, George, you're up first. Yay, all right. Hey, what color is the outside of an eggplant? Purple. There you all go, right. purple. Nick's shaking his head. So I've run out of questions to ask people. <laughs> uh, Nick, what, <laughs> what's the fictional brand of cigarettes in Quentin Tarantino's movies? Oh. I don't know why this popped into my head, but Laramie? Laramie? No, that is not correct. Not right? You're oh. wrong. Shocked, man. What is it? Red Apple Cigarettes. Wrong. Right. Come on, that's yeah. legit. That's a good question. I, I wouldn't have got that, though. I mean, I wasn't even close to Red Apple Cigarettes. Uh, well, he didn't want the prize. What? Maybe Don't you no, hang up on me? I think we're having problems with the phones. What has happened? I don't know. It's weird. Everybody's dropping off. Either way, uh, there's Help us. your pop culture smackdown. Tom Cruise. Technical issues abound. But uh, we still uh, still couldn't get one question right this morning, so that's on me. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We will do some headlines. That's next on the X-Rock. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Headlines brought to you by Team Mazda Subaru. Today through Sunday, look for Team's big white tent at the old Kmart in Nampa for their Trade-A-Thon Firecracker 500 Super Sale. That includes a live broadcast from Radio's Big J on Saturday from 3 to 5 p.m., Everybody 18 and older can sign up to win $500 in free fireworks from Phantom Fireworks just for stopping by. And you can trade in your current vehicle for a new one and also get $500 of fireworks on top of that. So the 4th of July specials are a blooming at the OK Martin Napa beginning today through Sunday thanks to Team Mazda. Headlines are as follows. Get it on? That's no good. And this still a thing? Get it on! Three in ten Americans have decided to break quarantine in order to have sex, according to a new research. The survey asked about 5,000 Americans about their sex lives in lockdown due to the pandemic and found that while 58% of those surveyed are hunkering down with their partners, those who aren't are living on the edge, baby. Aside from the 30% who've left their own homes for sex, 51% of those surveyed who have been quarantined alone have had a sexual partner come over to their house. Another 3 in 10 respondents aren't self-isolating with a partner who have had video sex, and 18% have had phone sex during this time, Big J. Man. We wonder why the numbers are all over the place. People can't stay home. They gotta get it on. Get it on. So they're doing it. And they're doing it any which way they can, apparently. And loose. In their house, out of their house, video, phone, text, all sorts of stuff. So enjoy. That's no good, or this still a thing? This still a thing? Your opinion on Snapple, Big J. Uh I don't I don't drink it. Uh, nobody does anymore. I didn't think. Remember, I mean, but Snapple it was, was the huge thing, man. in the night. I vividly the remember Snapple lady stopping and the in the quad on my way to my first class in college in like 1995. Pretty much two or three days a week to get the Snapple fruit punch. But I I knew it was still a company. I just didn't know it was still a thing. But they're back, and Snapple has a brand new mystery flavor. But it isn't just one mystery with the brand's new creation. There are two. For one, you have to really concentrate to figure out what the flavor is. You're not going to get any hints. Plus, your help is needed in naming it. So once you get a sense of what the drink tastes like, you can come up with a witty name, follow directions on the bottle to submit your idea. 
Then you can share it with your friends and family so yours gets the most votes. Obviously, they're trying to or uh, kind of drum up some sort of organic social media uh, awareness campaign that Snapple's still alive. People have already been suggesting names for it. The top three f- flavor names are Lemon OJ, Razzle Dazzle, and Juicy McJuice Face. <laughs> Juicy McJuice Face. As you can see, nothing is off limits. You can find it in stores this summer or wherever ice cold Snapples are sold little game you can play i don't know if there's a prize attached to it or what but apparently snapple's still around wrap it up with that's no good this is almost impressive actually a man whose driver's license is suspended for the next 56 years has again been charged with driving with a suspended license police in belafonte pennsylvania have stopped robert albro in february according to pendot albro's license expired back in 1997 he has eight suspension convictions which means his driver's license is actually suspended until the year 2076. Wow. That's a long time. That's a very long... That man's never getting a driver's license legally. It clearly isn't preventing him from driving, you understand. Uh, But he is going to be out for a very long time, and apparently, according to everything that that they have researched, that is the longest suspension on record. No other state, no other person has a driver's license uh, suspended that far into the future. But come 2077, watch out. Robert's back on the roads legally. And things should be different, I hope. I hope. You'll be dead. 2077? Well, I know I'll be dead in 2077. That's for sure. I'm not going to be around. Morning After with Nicky Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on a bunch of stuff. Bad impressions and more on the way. Five Figure Death Punch a little bit off here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. And everything old is new again, Big J. Yet another reboot or remake, yes? Yeah, no, the pandemic hasn't stopped that kind of uh, thinking. And the latest uh, movie to get that treatment is Twister, Nick, from 1996. Uh, Going way back, starring Helen Hunt. Uh, A couple people who have passed away, Bill Paxton. And you've got Philip Seymour Hoffman. Don't forget Gary Hughes was in that movie um, as the, I guess, uh, prote- or antagonist a little bit and next to the tornado. Wasn't the tornado? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was the other storm chaser, right? Yeah, yeah, he was. Uh, you got to have that competition there. I loved that movie. Uh, I, I was just, it was a perfect summer flick. Listen, it, it was it was fun, dumb action movie. And don't forget how influential it was because it kicked off a whole series of natural disaster movies after that. I mean, it became like big action movie fair to do something. Revi- I mean, there be no volcano or dante's peak or earthquake or any of that crap without twister that happened first yeah i mean it's uh it, it brought in almost uh 500 million dollars uh from its uh time uh there so we'll see but the universal folks they they plan uh uh frank marshall will pr- produce the pick and the studio is currently meeting with writers to pen the script uh plot details of course are vague in the latest version but the original um had uh bill paxton helen hunt who played the storm chasers and they were divorced yeah. I just remember the whole idea was to try to get their little rig in the middle of the tornado so the little things yeah, could yeah. go up in it. Uh, yeah, I mean, that was the other thing. Like, in the mid-90s, storm chasing was a big thing. It was kind of hot at the time. There were it's, a lot of reality it shows on is. it. Is it? I don't yeah. see a whole lot. I don't see a whole lot about it these days. But I just wonder if they're going to have to change that up a little bit to make it 
be a little bit more of the times than it was back 25 years ago for god's sake that's how oh man (laughs) well we got new technology so uh that'll be interesting they're thinking about uh the guy directing the movie the guy uh the fellow directing top gun 2 okay so uh and that's the guy that tom cruise is handpicked to do stuff right yeah before uh so what 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 do you think of tom cruise I don't know. See, I mean, that, running, that was running, running into a twister. The thing about Twister that made it so big was, I mean, listen, it's like Bill Paxton was a gigantic movie no, star, or Helen Hunt, really. and so it was all about the effects and the tornado and that, that kind of stuff that made it so interesting. And so I think you probably have to do a complete rewrite. I don't think you need the huge star power in order to nail it down to the floor, but you definitely need, you know, gigantic tornadoes. You better have some cows flying across the screen. That should be the only homage that has to get into the first, uh, from the first twister. You got to see the cows flying by and making sure that you're like, whoa, did that just yeah, happen? the homage. You got to strap yourself to a pole using a belt. That's all I need. I don't know. I don't <laughs> and, and you can it, leave that one out. What? You didn't like that? No, one? I was dumb. You didn't like them no. hanging out the no, pole by was, the farm? That was dumb. And they better update the ride at Universal Studios. That's the only thing I ask of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's a gigantic attraction there. That the Twister the Ride is actually very in-depth. Did you ever go on it? No. You didn't? No. Why not? I just... It's not like really a ride ride. You walk through it and a bunch of stuff happens to you while you're there. Yeah, I never had the pleasure. All right. Well, what did- I mean, I, I, I don't remember it being... I don't remember seeing that last time I was Universal. Oh, so. yeah. Well, you know what? It has been a while since I've been. Maybe they have changed it. It's not there anymore. But it had it included a video introduction from Bill Paxson and Helen Hunt, uh, telling you and warning you how wet you would get. It's just hi, this is Bill Paxson from Twister. Yeah, you will get wet. It's like they uh, they they put it in the uh, put it to rest back in 2015. Oh well, R.I.P. Morning after with even. Nick and Big J. That's been a while. My God, we should probably do some bad impressions. We'll do it next on the X Rock. Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. And we'll happily get you a morning after care package in the mail. It's got an X-Rocks 25th anniversary sticker in it and an X-Face covering for you. If you can figure out bad impressions here right now. You literally have to do nothing in order to get this prize if you win it. We send it out to you via the mail. All you have to do is get on the phone as long as they're not being all cattywampus. And actually enjoy a little bit of bad impressions. Our phone number is 208-287-1003. Now, in order to play bad impressions, you must figure it out. Big J has got three different clues. They all point to somebody, a singular person or entity that is pretty famous. If you can figure out who that famous person is in three clues or less, that prize that we talked about becomes your prize. And hopefully that makes you happy. Hello, The X. Good morning. Morning, sir. What's your name? Name is Dan. All right, Dan. Good luck. I won an Oscar for Monster Ball. Next clue. Why are you laughing? This is the wrong title. No, it isn't. Monster's Ball. See, every time I say Monster's Ball, you're like, that's not what it is. Wrong. I've been holding up the female end of action movies with Atomic Blonde and now the old guard. Next clue. <laughs> you know, not a familiar, huh? Let's not forget no. Furiosa in Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> Uh, Pamela Anderson? No, man. No, I don't think Pamela. Pam Anderson's been in a movie for 10, 15 years. <laughs> Thank you, though, Dan. Appreciate it. We need to get you out Actually, of the house. The first, the first clue is wrong. It's not there was, It's not Monster Ball or Monster's Ball. It's Monster is the name of the movie. Oh. I thought you were doing a different person with that first oh. clue than you're actually doing. So my fault. Hello, The X. Hey. Hey, man. Did you hear Big J's clues or do you need him again? I did get him. And the answer is? 
Halle Berry? No, that's what I thought it was. After Vic J <laughs> said it. Monster Ball. But Damn no, it. It's not Halle Berry. Hello, the X. Hello. Oh, hello. Hello. What a disaster. <laughs> hello, the X. Hello? Oh, for crying out loud. Hello, the X. Come hello? Here. Yes, hi. Did you hear Big J's clues? Yep, I did. Uh, are we still deciding on whether it's Foster's Ball or not? No, it's just Monster. Not Monster. It's, totally, it's, it's Charlie Theron. Bro. There you it go. It's Charlie Theron, Thank yes. Thank you very much. That is the correct answer, and congratulations, you win. And why is Charlize Theron in the news? Uh, let's see, there'll be a release here on July 10th of uh, The Old Guard on Netflix. So that's her next big movie project, and she's been making the rounds talking about uh, that. And uh, at the same time, throwing insults here at Steven Seagal. What is the old guard? I don't think I've seen anything about it. Oh, uh, yeah, you you didn't want to watch the the, uh, the trailer. You didn't seem impressed by it. But uh, the old guard is a uh, movie about um, uh, led by a warrior named Andy, a covert group of tight knit mercenaries with a mysterious inability to die have fought to protect the mortal world for centuries. But then the team is recruited to take on an emergency mission, and their extraordinary abilities are suddenly exposed. Uh, and uh, it looks very interesting. Lots oh. of uh, action. A warrior named Andy. Yeah, that's that's Charlize Theron. And why is she pissed at Steven Seagal? Uh, well, Steven Seagal, if you recall, uh, has had a lot of issues with, uh, in particular, uh, accusations of sexual assault. Yeah, he's a scumbag. And uh, so uh, the question was uh, about, uh, about her doing uh, the action movies, and, and she brought up the fact that uh, he's, he's fat and uh, he really <laughs> doesn't do a whole lot about push people around. So if, basically, if Steven Seagal can do it, I can do it twice as long. Yes, I like I like that attitude. I like it very much. Yeah, she was. Uh, She's not wrong. Either. Nope. So uh, good. Congratulations to Charlize, and she did win an Oscar for the movie Monster. Uh, Halle Berry did win an Oscar for the movie Monsters Ball. So there's the difference, and there's the confusion. But we got there. That's all that matters. Morning after with Nick and Big J, we'll wrap up the show here next on the X Rock. <laughs> That's the latest from Shinedown. The song is called Atlas Falls here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. That's how we're going to wrap things up on this Thursday morning, the 25th day of June, 2020. Thank you very much for joining us on this day. We had a nice little nerd alert from Big J. You can look forward to learning a little bit more about Cyberpunk 2077 a little bit later on today if you're so inclined to do so. We also had a chance to talk about karaoke and get off some hard feelings about that and also talk about the Twister remake. So it was a fairly busy Thursday show. We gave away some prizes, too, to our best of our ability. Don't forget that uh, tomorrow we'll have a life lesson from Radio's Big J. More chances to win some prizes as well. And, of course, there's always a chance for you to jump on Instagram and take a picture of yourself and your friends chilling out this summer. Maybe even have some Coors Light in there for a chance to win a really awesome Coors Light Yeti cooler. We're going to give the first of those away tomorrow as well. Just jump on Instagram, snap a picture of you and your friends chilling. Hashtag it with X chills and you are automatically in the running for a Yeti cooler that we're giving away from Coors. And these are the big ones. And we got one of these coolers every single week all summer long that we're giving away. So keep taking those pictures and keep entering at Instagram. It's the way to go. Uh, reminder as well that we're going to be out this weekend on Saturday, noon to 2 p.m. at Bronco Motors 
for their red, white, and blue Bronco sales event. Uh, Chase and Drew are going to be broadcasting live from noon to 2 p.m. at Bronco Motors Nissan at the Idaho Center Auto Mall. It's the hottest sale on new Nissan, Infinities, Honda, and Mitsubishis. So check it out. They're open Saturday, July 4th from 8.30 to 5 as well. So we're going to be out there having some fun and doing some damage at the Bronco Motors Nissan Idaho Center Auto Mall noon to 2 on Saturday. That leaves you with the floor, Big J. Some people are just lucky, man. In 2017, this guy named Mark Clark won $4 million jackpot from the Michigan Lottery, Nick. I'm Mark Clark. And uh, he just did it again, winning another $4 million jackpot with a scratch-off ticket. A scratch-off ticket? Yeah. $4 million? Yeah. And he used... he This one, he used a, an extra special uh, lucky coin given to him by his late father. Man, so, alive. boom. Good for him, I guess. I've often wondered, like, if I was ever lucky enough to win the lottery, like, in any way that was a significant amount of money, would I continue to play? Or would I just go, you know what? There's no way I've done it. All I'm going to do is waste the money that I've won if I try again. But there's not a lot of people that do any repeat winnings, but there are some. It happens. Well, especially scratch people, um, you know, they do it partly for fun. Sure. I mean, there's, they enjoy the, the process of it. Uh, they enjoy the scratching process. And so uh, this guy, DJ. congratulations uh, for winning. Mark Clark, way to go. Way to go. Next set of X-Rock brought to you by DMB Supply. And Jason Drew is up next. You guys have a good one. We'll see you tomorrow. It's the X-Rocks.